1: welcome to the david spoon experience local national and heavenly talk here's what else we're looking at during the show lessons for surviving living and prevailing politics entertainment and current events personal revelations wow spiritual observations my life's insanities and way so much more hey we're asking you what do you think Now, we're having problems with our board, but that doesn't matter because we love doing live radio. It's fun. So you just got to have to follow along and see where the bouncing ball takes us. Don't worry about it, D. That's part of life. Here's the bottom line. The bottom line is you might have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question. And we want you to be able to reach out to us during the show. Now, again, I've tried to communicate this many, many times. Paper Paper airplanes do not actually make it to us. We really appreciate that they get to the door, and they hit the door, and they fall, but they don't get there. The way you want to reach out to us is you can either send us an email, david at org. Now, at least it's not supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. It's just david at org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214. 210 8483. That's a great way to get in touch with us without you having to go on the radio. If you're not comfortable going on the radio, we understand. We support you. We stand by you. Or you can call us. I promise you, Dynamite D will not bite you. You're not going to bite anybody, are you? I mean, I'm just going to double check. That
0: I will not do. Okay.
1: You can call us 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. You can. Listen to this. You can make that call, and nothing bizarre will happen. I'm pretty sure you won't get taken away by aliens uh, to be examined. Okay? You can do that. And you can do that for praise reports. You can do that for prayer requests. You can do that for a question, a comment, a thought. Maybe you've got an opinion on something. We're here to encourage one another. We're here to strengthen one another. We're here to challenge one another in our own faith and our own understanding like this. Let me know if you can answer this question. In the New Testament, which couple sold a piece of property and kept some of the money for themselves before taking the rest? To the apostles. Who did that? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. Your only hint is if you've ever listened to the res band, they did a whole song about it. 214-210-8483. That's 214 210 Send an email, at David, at he must org. Okay. All right. Got that? All right. Uh, so that's the trivia question, what couple sold property and then kept it back and then was like, hey, we're not telling the truth, we're not telling the truth. Now, if you call, you get a chance to talk to Dynamite D. If you do get that chance, just remember, talking to him, that's like a cool rain on a hot day. That's nice, right? I like it. Cool rain on a hot day. That's nice. Also, we will ask you to continue to pray for the audience. Never never stop praying for the audience. Please, 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 please. And this is the thing I want you to insert in your prayer. So, you know, I always come up with these things to insert. Here's the thing I want you to pray for. It's super bizarre, but just bear with me, that we all have a higher expectation. Our expectation from the Lord, it's good. I mean, it's good for some of us. We pray, we believe. Sometimes you dribble it out of the left or right side of your mouth, and we believe God can do it. But we have to have a higher level of faith, and that requires a higher level of expectation that God will say yes. If God says yes, you know it's over, right? It doesn't matter what's going on. If you petition God, if you say to God, will you stop the uh, the rotation of the universe real quickly? And God says yes, it's stopped. That's it. That's it. Okay. That's it. So we need to have a greater expectation of the response that God grants to us. You guys, I I pray all the time, and there's some things I pray, and I know in my own heart when I'm praying this, I'm like in the back of my mind going, yeah, right. (laughs) It's like, that's wrong. We need to be believing that God is the gospel is yes and amen. The promises are yes and amen. And we don't have to sit there and wonder if God's generous. We already know that. Just by John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, his only begotten son. He gave. That's how you know God is generous, right? All right, back to the trivia question. In the New Testament, which couple sold a piece of property and kept some of the money for themselves before taking The rest to the apostles, for those of you that are trying to figure it out, Acts chapter 5 may be of some good help for you there. I want to do this short teaching on Ezra because this is kind of important, and I want you to be aware of it. You hear me on a regular basis talking about the power of encouragement. It is an essential part of what we do. It's an essential part of what we do. In fact, our mission statement is to encourage one another educate one another, you know, encourage one another in the faith, educate, and then entertain as part of our part of it in in ministry. So we kind of combine them together. We're really committed to that. And understanding the power of encouragement is essential in loving one another. One of the greatest things that you can do is be a Barnabas, is be an encourager is be the son or the daughter of encouragement, encouraging people to draw closer to the Lord, to stand firm in their faith, to not give in. That's good for family. That's good for friends. That's good for brothers and sisters in the Lord. That's good for yourself. A passage we often cite is Hebrews 10.25. It says this, We should not stop gathering together with other believers, as some are doing. Instead, we must continue to encourage each other, Even more as we see the day of the Lord coming. That is essential to encourage one another for one another, be with one another. But I want to talk to you about encouragement that comes from another place because I will tell you right now throughout the passages in scripture even Paul writes when I hear you're doing good I'm doing great when I hear you're doing bad I'm dying inside there is such a connection and such a commitment to the people of God we we bless one another we encourage one another we stand by one another that's the key but guess what there is encouragement from another place you want to know where that's from you can take a guess ready here we go ready Ezra chapter 7 verse 28 I felt encouraged because the gracious hand of the Lord my God was on me. (laughs) Hallelujah. I mean, you don't have to be Pentecostal to say hallelujah, do you? All right, that's a good hallelujah, do you? well just taxes and texas don't just 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 all going just on. rattling them off just, just, just coming out here we go ezra said that he felt encouraged because he knew that god's hand was with him did that mean that ezra no longer had the trial no does that mean that ezra was like uh well you know, everything's perfect now no the situation had not changed What Ezra knew, Ezra chapter 7, verse 28, what Ezra knew is that God, the gracious hand of God, was on him. Now, what does that mean? Of all the things that you and I pray, one of the most important things is to recognize that God is with us. How important is that? That's the name of Jesus in Matthew chapter 1. What what shall they name him? Emmanuel. Which means what? God with us. How could there be anything that says, and what is it that Matthew chapter 1 talks about? God being with us. And what does Matthew chapter 28 talk about? God being with us. Starts and ends the gospel. The first gospel, recognizing God is with us. And so while we encourage one another, and I love that encouragement, and you guys are a blessing to me, and you are an encouragement to me, there is nothing quite like recognizing that the gracious hand of God is on you. It's just like, (laughs) I don't know how it's going to change it. I don't know what he's going to do, but God is with me. His hand is upon me, and I am going to prevail. Now, there's sometimes I feel down. I know most of you are thinking, you feel down? Yeah, sure. It seems as if I need to be charged up. Somebody needs to plug me (laughs) in or something. I don't know. But whenever the Lord touches me, whenever, let me also say, in whatever fashion the Lord touches me, I'm lifted. I am up. Now, that could be through his word, and for me, that's a super big blessing. I mean, the word of God to me is just, you know, it's alive. It's just wonderful. And my prayer time with the Lord is so, I mean, you guys would never, uh, you, you would not like my prayer time. I'm brutally honest. And I don't talk in couched terms. I think you can understand that, okay? That's just, it's not who I am. Oh, I talk that way on the radio because there's a le- there's a legality. <laughs> I'm just telling you, I love the circumstances that the Lord demonstrates his hand and he's with me in it. And he goes, Watch this. Right? I mean, I will, I will I'll just share something with you. I've shared this story before. But it's just one of those that you just can never get away from. When I was first planting – and I've told you this, you know it. When I was first planting that church in Flagstaff, Arizona, we had all our grand opening. We were all set for it. We were taking over a little uh, unit that had a log home. They were doing uh, – log homes they were building. And in Flagstaff, Arizona, you get it, right? And so they did all this stuff. And so they were no longer keeping that lease. So we were taking over the lease. And then we had everything going. And and then we got a thing from the city on the door saying, you can't open church here because it's not, you know, you don't, where's the zoning, blah, 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 blah. That was the officer who was uh, checking that out. So I knew we already had did our promo. We already <laughs> People were coming. It didn't matter. And we were starting Sunday night services. It was gonna happen. We were gonna be in a little trouble with the government, right? And I thought, oh, this is not maybe not gonna be the greatest thing in the world. And uh so we I went to the city government and I talked to the guy and uh the guy who was in charge, not the people that work, but the, the single guy that was in charge of all of it. Like he's the main guy, and so we were going over the deck, he goes, Well, what's the property? I go, here, it's over here, and he's like, Okay, and what about this? Here, here, and he goes, Well, he goes, it's zoned as a church. And I said, no, it isn't. I said, it's it's a long home place. It was a long home place. There was no, I mean, this, uh, the guy goes, well, it might have been a long home place. But before that, a couple years before that, it was zoned as a church and nobody ever changed it. Wow. I said, so it's zoned as a church? He goes, yep. I go, see ya. <laughs> Bye. See you later. I'm not talking to anybody now. I'm out. Why? Because God's hand was upon me in the situation. I didn't even know it was zoned as a church. God knew it was zoned as, yeah, good. We had Sunday service. It was doing great. 70 people was great. First night. <laughs> it's like that's a situation where God's hand is upon us, right? When the Lord's hand is upon us, we feel we're lifted, we're encouraged. I mean, we should be praying, touch me with your graciousness today, Lord, in whatever fashion. Let me enjoy your touch. Let me enjoy the connection I have with you. Right? All right. In the New Testament, what couple sold a piece of property and kept some of the money for themselves before taking the rest to the apostles? And the answer is Ananias and Sapphira. Not good to be them. Was it? Nope, probably not. All right, we'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM seven seventy, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. the david spoon
0: experience
1: in first samuel 5 and 6 it talks about the ark of the covenant that's where the uh, movie uh, actually at the end of first samuel chapter 5 that's where the moody, the movie the raiders of the, of the lost ark that's where they got the whole premise 70 men uh when the ark came back actually that's in uh, 6 i'm sorry uh first samuel 6 they looked into the ark which god deemed uh disrespectful and uh real life and 70 people died because they looked into the ark on the spot that's uh that's from real that's real stuff that's not fake but uh, the idea, uh, you know, it didn't probably happen the way that they showed it in the movies, but uh, okay. At least they tried to portray it, and at least they were accurate about what took place. But I think the important part is to understand the Philistine uh, rulers were political leaders. Uh, they were political leaders. They got together for a political solution. <laughs> That's what happened. That's what happened. The priests got together and made a decision. Instead of trying to overcome the power of God, they thought they'd make an offering to God, return the ark to Israel. That spiritual solution worked. Got that? So political rulers making political decisions. Failure! Priests making an offering to God and returning things to their proper place. Solution! That's the key, people. I think that's the key. That's what we need. That's why we need a strong spiritual core in the church, not just you in your church, but the church in large. Trust me. Trust me when I say this. When they start shooting Christians because we're Christians, when it becomes more like China and they start beating us because we're Christians, the denominational issue will fade to the white. And uh, for all of the people that say, no, no, that can't be, you are way, way wrong. Church history has repeated itself several times. It's the exact same thing. Keep in mind, the church has been around a little longer than America. Oh, you tell that to some Christians, they, they want to shoot you. It's weird. Anyway, as the kicker to that is uh, the five rats. I think that's the funniest part of all, that uh, they actually had to make five golden rats representing the five political leaders. A divine humor saying sometimes political leaders can be like rats. That's kind of what that's saying. And uh, it's human proclaimed, but is it Jesus approved? That's the question. Ha! Huh. Anyway, we've had a phenomenal show. I'd say phenomenal. Would you call it phenomenal? I call it phenomenal. I don't even know what phenomenal. Super phenomenal. Super phenomenal. We've had a super phenomenal show. And uh, I just want to say that uh, uh, we really appreciate all of our guests. We have a terrific, I mean, we have something. I got, I got something for tomorrow. Oh, my goodness. It's called the nagging theory. You ever heard that? It's called the nagging theory. For all of those uh, young Jewish boys out there who uh, have uh, grown up in that same kind of uh, process, you will understand. It's the nagging theory. We're going to talk about that, and then uh, a few more things uh, about. Uh, uh, oh, a few more things. We're going to give away something interesting happened in Alabama Supreme Court. A lot of good political stuff that we talk about, but mostly. Kingdom of God stuff, because you know, uh, everything else compared to advancing the kingdom of God, everything else is just interesting. Oh, oh welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's Man 770, the truth station here in Texas, where. The devil has gotten a hold of our board, but somehow Dynamite D is pushing past him. Well, not somehow, by the grace of God, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world or in the board, I should say. All right. Here's your trivia question. Do we still have the—let me ask you this. Do we have the warning? Remember we dropped that volume? Yeah, we got a warning. Okay, let's give our warning. This is very important. All right, here you go. Now, (laughs) here you go, right? True or false, Joseph was sold for 20 shekels of gold. True or false? Okay, true or false? True or false? Okay. Joseph was sold for 20 shekels of gold. Very good, Joanne. Very good, Cordelia. Uh, Eric, you are right, by the way, about uh, that being a real different filler. The board is going all over the place, pulling stuff from left and right. So if we get through this show and it doesn't explode, you should all just go, well, praise the Lord. (laughs) That's what we're going to do. 972-445-0770 would be the number to call 214-210-8483. That would be the text, David at increase dot org. That, of course, would be the email. True or false, Joseph was sold for 20 shekels of gold. That is the question. All right, now I've got a joke that's a little long. Do you want to, do you want me to do this little long joke? It's one long joke. This is a Jewish joke. I don't want anybody to get offended, but if you do, I don't care because I'm Jewish, so that doesn't matter. Uh, it has to do with Jewish man, a Christian man and a Muslim man. okay? not just listen okay that's that's this is my encouragement. listen. this is a good one if you'll just go all the way through with me on this ready? Are right, you ready D? It's gonna be a long one. All right here we go. A Jewish man, a Christian man and a Muslim are having a discussion about who was the most religious. I was riding my camel in the middle of the Sahara, exclaimed the Muslim. Suddenly a fierce sandstorm appeared from nowhere. I truly thought my end had come, and I lay next to my camel while we were being buried deeper and deeper under the sand. But I did not lose my faith in Almighty Allah. I prayed and prayed, and suddenly, for a hundred feet all around me, the storm stopped. Since that day, I've been a devout Muslim and have learned to recite the Koran. One day when I was fishing, said the Christian, I was in a little boat in the middle of the ocean and suddenly a fierce storm appeared from nowhere. I truly thought my end had come as my boat was tossed up and down in the rough ocean. I did not lose my faith in Jesus Christ. I prayed and prayed and prayed and suddenly for 300 feet all around me the storm had stopped. Since that day I've been a devout Christian and now teaching young children about him. One day I was walking down the road, explained the Jewish man, and I was in my most expensive designer outfit in the middle of New York City. And suddenly I saw a black bag on the ground in front of me appear from nowhere. I put my hand inside and found a million dollars in cash. I truly thought. My end had come as it was Saturday, and we're not allowed to handle money on Saturdays. But I did not lose faith in Yahweh. I prayed and prayed and prayed, and suddenly all around me for 500 feet. It was Tuesday. (laughs) Come on, that's a good joke. (laughs) It was Tuesday. Okay. Come on, you guys. That's funny. I prayed and prayed and prayed. And it was Tuesday. Okay. Uh, that's a good one. True or, true or false. Joseph was sold for 20 shekels of gold. True or false. 972-445-0770. Text 214 210 or send an email to David at he must increase hemustincrease.com. Here is a classic text, yet another one. Last one we did was in Ezra. This is in Nehemiah. Listen to this in Nehemiah 9, 28, and 29. We're going to kind of put to rest some of the ridiculous things that have been t- talked about in the past. Uh, as soon as they had—this is the scripture. As soon as they had relief, they again did what was evil in your sight, Lord, for you abandoned them to the power of their enemies. Who dominated them when they cried to you again? You heard from heaven and rescued them many times in your compassion. You warned them to turn back to your law, but they acted arrogantly and would not obey your commands. Here is a text that really (laughs) defines, I'm going to explain to you, this really defines insanity, and I'm going to help you with that in just a second as soon as they received relief the children of Israel did it again <laughs> as soon as they got relief this i'm in this study in Exodus i'm in Exodus 16 right now so Exodus 15 that's the first time they complain Exodus 16 is the second time they're complaining it's like it's as soon as people get relief as soon as they're free as soon as they're done then they start complaining again immediately And so this is what Nehemiah is talking about. It's like, as soon as they got relief, they started doing evil in your sight again. So the legacy media, yeah, I use that phrase, and even the good-hearted Christians tell people that Albert Einstein said doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results is the definition of insanity. When I wrote my master's thesis, I just made this very clear. The problem is this. That is not the definition of insanity. And Albert Einstein never said anything like this. Let me just say that real quickly. It is not the definition of insanity, as DSM three states, and Albert Einstein never said anything about this. The actual expression comes from a leader in the Al Anon group in the early in 1980, early 1982, about a meeting about doing the same destructive behavior and thinking that that destructive behavior will somehow produce different results. That's. What he said was insanity. You understand that difference? So let me explain that to you very clearly, okay? The real definition according to the DSM-C3 whatever is a whole 15 pages long. The humorous definition is doing the same bad behavior over and over again expecting something different to happen. The false definition is doing something over and over again expecting something to happen. If it was true that you shouldn't do something different and expect different results, nobody would ever try and quit smoking, nobody would ever try and lose weight, nobody would ever stop committing adultery. I mean it's just stupid. Okay, it's just a dumb dumb definition. But destructive behavior is different, and destructive behavior is called sin. So committing sin over and over and over and over again and expecting that to turn out good, that's insane. That's that's where you would get that. But it's not the clinical definition. It's just simply the humorous, worldly, quickly definition. And so here are the children of Israel in Nehemiah chapter 9, as soon as, verse 28, as soon as they had relief, they did again what was evil in your sight. So you abandoned them to the power of their enemies who dominated them. Then they cried out to you again, and you heard from heaven and rescued them many times in your compassion. You warned them to turn back to your law, but they acted arrogantly and would not obey your commandments this is what we're talking about destructive behavior over and over and over and over again never changes the results it's just destructive and the only answer out of that destructive destructive behavior is the redeeming work that comes through jesus christ so as soon as they got relief, they start doing it again. And then they get caught again, and then they cry out again. Then they get rescued many times again, and then in God's compassion, he's telling them, turn to the truth, turn to the truth, turn to the truth. Why? Because they're stuck in a lie. What's the lie? That that sin is going to produce something good for them. It's a lie. No, it's not. But it feels good, Dave. Sin is pleasurable for a season, and then it dissipates into judgment. Well, I never see the bad people getting 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 wounded. You should read Psalm seventy-three, verse eighteen, where it talks about going into the sanctuary of God and recognizing what their end will be. Destructive eternally. Here's the key. As many times as we do dumb things, come before the Lord, confess, acknowledge, surrender, seek. God will respond to you. But don't try and justify destructive behavior, okay? All right. All right, folks, we're going to take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM. Oh, I did not give the trivia question, so let me do that real fast, okay? Uh, the answer to that trivia question, by the way, true or false, Joseph was sold for 20 shekels of gold. False. It was 20 shekels of silver. Hmm? very sneaky. All right, now, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a short break, then we'll come back. Don't go anywhere.
0: The Christian faith is being attacked. Fifty years ago, people would disagree with Christianity, but with a sense of respect. Those days are over. The rage, the flesh, the enemy, and the atmosphere of sin is growing and growing. Jesus said in Matthew 24, the love of many will grow cold. And if it's not the end now, it's certainly a lot closer than it was yesterday. You may be from a Baptist background. David Spoon has that. You may have a Pentecostal background. He has that too. You may have a non-denominational background. Yep, he's got that as well. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience.
1: The David Spoon Experience. Bottom line is what I'm about to share with you does not, does not does not does not mean that churches are bad there are a multitude of great churches jesus had an address to seven churches in the book of revelation right multiple of those churches were excellent Everybody had something they can improve on, change, grow in. Only uh, two of those churches were super, super bad. The idea behind that is never take what I'm about to share is how the church is at large. This is no indictment on the church of God, the bride of Christ. Never, never, never think of the church that way. The Lord God Almighty loves the church. If you don't love what God loves, if you don't love who God loves, that's a whole separate issue that you have to deal with. Do you understand that?
2: It's incredible, and it's never been done before. And you can be the first person in your neighborhood to win. What is it? It's a contest. How do I play? It's simple, and there's three ways to win. You can go to Facebook, type in David Spoon Media. And on any Facebook post, type in the word Jesus in the comment section, and it's free. You can also send an email to davidspoonmedia at gmail.com and write the word Jesus in the subject line. Or you can go to YouTube and give a comment on any video, but you have to use the word Jesus. This is your chance to win, and it's free. What do I win? You can win 100 thank yous right on air. It's incredible, it's unbelievable, but it's only for a limited time. Enter now. Here's a taste. Thank you for listening to the David Spoon Experience.
1: Oh, welcome back. To that David Spoon experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the True Station here in Texas. That's Man 770, the True Station here in Texas. Let me check with Dynamite D. we doing a little better now? Is it calming down just a, a little bit? Okay. All right. Just
0: slightly, but slightly. it seems like it's a little bit off. So. Typically what Jen does sometimes is turn the whole thing off and turn it back on, but we can't do that right now, so we're just going (laughs) to fly this plane like it is. All
1: (laughs) just just ride it out, brother. Just ride it out. That's what we're going to do. Okay, Uh, let's get ready for our next trivia question. That joke was hilarious. 500 feet around me, it was Tuesday. Come on. That's funny. All right, here you go. Fill in the missing word from Psalm 112. Good will come to him who is blank, and lends freely yeah fill in the blank ha, ha ha uh 972-445-0770 you can also text in 214-210-8483 as well you can send an email david at he must increase.org are we able to send them to the website we should be able to do that all right let's do that so before you go to the website Keep in mind, pray for the audience, keep a higher level, praying for people to have a better or higher level of expectation. Also, don't forget about our ambassadors program. If you have no idea what that is, go on the website and click on the video and watch it. You'll get it. You'll get it. And then also on the website a place to give if that's what the Lord puts on your heart. No guilt one way or another. Don't do that. Uh, we want it to be uh, freely, generously, and happily given. Okay? We like happy money. That's what we like. All right, check out he must
2: Prayer request? He must increase.org. Praise report? He must increase.org. Looking to give to this ministry? He must increase.org. Confused by what's
0: happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org.
2: <laughs>
1: What's up, Doc? All right, so we just had somebody text in saying that we were totally silent on the air. The enemy (laughs) is mad, Dave. Wow. Wow. Okay, they hear us now? So I don't know. So if anybody can hear me at all, just text in. We just don't know what's going on. The app doesn't seem to be working and the internet. That's all right. We're just gonna keep doing the show. All right. Well, Joanne says they can hear me. So we're just gonna just keep doing the show. If your app is not working, switch to the radio. If the radio's not working, put your ear outside the window. See if I'm loud enough. <laughs> Back to the trivia question. Uh, fill in the missing word from Psalm 112. Good will come to him who is blank and lends freely. You got to fill in the blank. 972 445 0770. You also can text in 214 210 8483 or send an email David at he must increase.org. Okay. All right. You know why I love live radio, though? This. Yep. This, this is why I love it. This is the essence of it. I just on like the fly, the best, on the go. It's just the best stuff <laughs> ever. Okay, this is the stuff I love. Sorry. All right. Uh we do have history, so we do want to do history. So let's go ahead and do history and the, past. Let's
0: go in the past. All
1: right. Now now everybody's texted in and said we're back. So <laughs> Must be something coming up that's Big. Has Uh, to be. Got to be. Or something that already happened that's big. We don't know. Only the Lord knows. All right. On this day, today is National Hot Heads Chili Day, which I think is just really like a chili day. I was going to
0: ask, what is that?
1: I don't know. (laughs) Kids Inventor Day, if you're an inventor and you're a kid, congratulations on that. Ben Franklin Day, that's good if you've got a lot of hundreds. Right. (laughs) Right. That's right. That's the Benjamins, right? All right. Uh, 1916, Professional Golfers Association PGA is formed. Uh, 1917, United States buys the Virgin Islands. Okay, this is the big one, though. There's always one big one. Always. Okay. Oh, wait, there's two. There's two. One, it is all, another one, it's ditch your New Year's resolution day. So 17 days in, they're telling you, yeah, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that doesn't last very long. And then this is the big one, folks. I know you're going to think it's not, but it is the big one. Get ready, especially the original, Popeye. Popeye the Sailor Man, the cartoon. First line of the strip upon being asked if he was a sailor was, do you think I'm a cowboy? <laughs> that was his first line. Interesting. There you go. All right. Let's see. That's me crumpling up the paper. Okay, There you go. All right. yeah, okay. One more time on <laughs> the oh my goodness uh fill in the missing word from psalm 112 good will come to him who is gotta fill in the missing word and then lend and lends freely okay like lends people money freely uh 972-445-0770 plus 214-210-8483 for the text David at he must dot org. Let's see if we can play this. I don't know if it'll work or not. Can you play uh, the thing we're supposed to play? Play go ahead and play that. Yeah, no, that would not be it.
2: <laughs> uh, the, System messing up again. Oh, so yeah. we're
1: trying to do the bad Bible brands. Because it that, clicked
2: on it, but what it did was it clicked on it to play something else. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You guys remember the bad Bible brains intro. Just think of that, okay? All right, just think of that. All right? All right. That's, that's Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 32. This is what it says. This is what's really important for people to understand because in Scripture, what you find out is that there are different things. Now, now it's going to play? Yeah, it's ready. All right, go ahead and play it. Let's see if it works. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Hello. 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 It's now time for David Spoon's Bible Baloney Beatdown. Bible Baloney Beatdown. I'll well, knock your brains out if you had any. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> are we supposed to have fun while this is happening? We
2: have to. Now, that,
0: that particular thing was on me. I can't. not get it.
1: All right. Okay. You are forgiven. Thank you. You are forgiven, my son. Okay, anyway. <clears throat> So here's what happens, and I want you to understand this. And for some of you guys, this is really much more important than than I'm I'm sharing or than I'm going to communicate. What the devil does, and he's active against everybody. He did this against Jesus, and he's going to do it against you. Is there's a scripture that's in play in your life, and then what the enemy does is he tries to thwart or twist the scriptures by bringing, uh, you know, some kind of a bizarre application to it. And when Jesus was dealing with Satan, Jesus quoted a scripture, and then Satan comes back at him, okay, and then tries to get him to do something contrary to scripture. And then Jesus, and, and what Satan uses is scripture, but he just uses it in a unique way. And what Jesus does is says, it is written again. Those four words can change your life. It is Written again. There are multiple scriptures, obviously. 765,000 words are in the Bible, right? You got 66 books, 39 in the Old, 27 in the New. And Scripture balances Scripture. The best interpreter of Scripture is Scripture itself. So when you have a Scripture like this, Ezekiel 18.32 says this, For I take no pleasure in the death of anyone, declares the the Lord, repent and live. And then you have a passage like this, Psalm 116, verse 15, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. People go, look, it's a contradiction. But it's not a contradiction if you use other passages to understand what's going on. When the Lord says he takes no pleasure in the death of anyone, declares the Lord, repent and live, that's to people who have no redemption. And he doesn't take pleasure in their death because their departure means they're going to have eternal judgment. When he's talking about the saints, he does take pleasure because he can't he's so excited for them to be even closer to him, even though he's close in all the ways, the person gets to, gets the sense of closeness, which is why Paul said to depart and be with Christ is far better. When it says that the Lord doesn't take pleasure, it's for those that are eternally removed. That will never fellowship with God. That no pleasure is a death that has to take place because of direct judgment. And so what happens is people take scriptures and they twist them. So here's what I want. to to share with you. 2 Peter 3, 15 and 16. Bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation, just as our dear brother Paul also wrote you with the wisdom that God gave him. He writes the same way in all his letters, speaking in them of these matters. His letters contain some things that are hard to understand, which ignorant and unstable people distort. As they do the other scriptures to their own destruction. This is what takes place for people that try to justify their political positions, social positions, or whatever, using Scripture, often out of context, with no connection to God whatsoever, godless people trying to abuse and use and abuse Scripture to make their point. The difficulty here is that these people— Listen to what I'm going to say. It's going to blow your mind. In Galatians 1.8, Paul says if anybody preaches another gospel other than what we've preached, let him be accursed. These people are operating from another gospel. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 4, it says if somebody preaches a different Jesus, these people are operating with a different Jesus and a different gospel. You think, no, 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 there's only one Jesus. Wrong. Scripture makes it absolutely clear. There are people that operate with a false Jesus and a false gospel. And these are the people that take scriptures and bits and pieces and they twist them and they distort them and they don't understand anything that they're doing because they don't know God from a paper bag. And that's the truth. Hosea Hosea chapter 4 verse 6, My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge it's like they have not a clue they are clueless not only does the bible not contradict itself but every one of those people i won't say what i really feel but every one of those people those people are the very people that think oh god didn't write that book they have they're clueless God created the universe, the dude can write a book. You want to know what God has to say? Get your BFN in the book. You know what the BFN is? Oh, I don't think uh, you've ever heard about the BFN, have you? I don't think so. Let me know. Big fat nose. BFN, (laughs) and there you go. It's a living book, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. The Word of God is living and active. It's alive. It's the breath of God, written by the Holy Spirit, through man, yes, but written by the Holy Spirit. You pick up that book, and there's times when you read it, and the pages just breathe on you, and you go, all right, because God has spoken to you. Don't you let the world take you away from that. Don't let anybody— care who it is. I don't care if they're the closest person in your life. Never let that to never anybody take away from it. Your commission of existence as a Christian is to love Jesus Christ first, more than spouse, children, family, anything. And if you don't, you're in direct disobedience to what Jesus said. And all those people that are out there going, well, it's family, faith, and nope, wrong, wrong, wrong. It's faith. Then family. You don't like it? Tough. Because this is about spending eternity with God. This is about facing God face-to-face and going to eternity, walking hand-in-hand with him. This is not about your legacy. It's not about your kid's legacy. It's not about your parents' legacy. It's about God, period. All this other rubbish is just that. And you think, oh, it's political this, or it's it's social this, or it's this and this and this and this. Do you want to know why there's so much confusion in the world? Because it's filled with sin. And the only truth is at the feet of Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life. That's it. All that other stuff. Who cares? You're going to die. And when you—I said this to my brother the other day. We were talking. And I said, you're going to die. And he doesn't like when I say that to him because he, you know, he doesn't like it. And I said, you're going to die. And the only thing you're carrying in is your relationship with the Lord. Nothing else. There it is. Just That's the truth. Deal with it. Right? Not all those who say to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom, but those who do the will of my Father who is in heaven. What's his will? To be connected to him first. He's the priority. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and everything else shall be added unto you. All right, we'll take our break, uh, and then we'll come back and answer the trivia and all the other stuff. 972. Oh, no, I've got to do this. Oh, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on K-double-A-M-770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
0: Since the dawn of the internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby or passion. Introducing Cow Punch Sites.
1: That's no bull.
2: Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station.
1: Oops, sorry. That's Cow Punch Sites, fifty-seven dollars a month, and that's no bulloni. There, that's better. CowPunchSites.com/dad. What is the David Spoon experience? Now, if anybody gets offended at this, I apologize that you have no sense of humor. Okay. Uh like that? That's a good line. <laughs> Bam, bam. All right. Uh, here's the first one. A pastor was leaving his area and was saying farewell to his congregation at the church door for the last time. He shook the hand of an elderly lady as she walked out. She said, "Your successor won't be as good as you." Well, nonsense," said the pastor in a flattered tone. "No, really," said the old lady. "I've been here under five different ministers, and each new one has been worse than the last." <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. But this one, this is the one that's going to offend people, which is irony, right? Because that's more offensive than this is. And this is just too. And if you guys get offended at this, I, you know, take a take a week off the show. (laughs) Uh, It seems there was a minister who had just all of his remaining teeth pulled and new dentures were being made. The first Sunday, he only preached 10 minutes. The second Sunday, he preached 20 minutes. But the third Sunday, he preached an hour and 25 minutes. When asked about this by some of the congregation, he responded this way. The first Sunday, my gums were so sore it hurt to talk. The second Sunday, my dentures were hurting a lot. The third Sunday, I accidentally grabbed my wife's dentures and I couldn't stop talking. (laughs) <laughs> Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for our last trivia question. This has been some show, huh?
2: <laughs> it has, and I think I'm the blame for half of it. Uh,
1: it's just like it's a classic, right? You lo- I love live radio; It's so good. All right. Uh, Let me answer the trivia question. Fill in the missing word from Psalm 112. Good will come to him who is blank and lends freely. The answer is generous. 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 Okay, here's your last trivia question. You guys should get this one. In the parable of the talents in Matthew's gospel, what did the servant who had received one talent do with it? Okay, didn't go on American Idol. In the parable of the talents in Matthew's gospel, what did the servant who had received one talent do with it? That's the question. Okay, all right. All right, what did you do with it? I did something. Somebody's calling in. Uh, if you think you know the answer, 972 445 Zero seven seven zero. That'd be the number to call. Somebody's already calling it You can text in still two one four two one zero eight four eight three, or you can send an email David at he must increase dot org. Let's go ahead and have the person come on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David, Will Rogers. Hey, Will Rogers. How are you, sir? I'm great. I hope you're better. I'm doing fantastic. I'm absolutely doing fantastic. Thank you for asking me and saying that. All right, you ready? This is a good one. Yes, sir. All right, here we go. The in the parable of the talents in Matthew's Gospel, what did the servant who had received one talent do with it?
0: He uh, buried it in the ground. That
1: is correct, amigo. You are right. He buried it, and that was the big thing. It's like he, he did absolutely nothing with it. If you said nothing, that's going to be in the, in the bubble. But he even worse than doing nothing, he buried it. He put it away. Like, wow, that is something we don't want to do with the talents God has given us, right? That's right. Amen. Good job, brother. And on your last trivia question, I was confused. I was thinking, uh, "Good things come to him who waits." <laughs> that's that's you know. I believe it, that's the scripture as well. Well, it's the patience. Having patience is it. I don't think it says exactly that way, but darn close. And it's like, yep, that's a bit it. But it was the generous one. So good, good, good job, brother. <laughs> Very good, excellent call. I appreciate you. Yes, and love you. Love you in the Lord. You have a blessed day, sir. All right, you too. Bye bye. <laughs> bye. Oh, we got great people. All right. So here's the bottom line. So there's only like three minutes left. So I can't do the stuff I was gonna do. So here's something I'm gonna tell you. This is what we call. Um, what's the word we're looking for? Off the top. Is this a riff? I guess it's kinda like a riff. Here we go. Ready? All right. Here's something I want you to recognize. I don't think we recognize it enough because we're, you know, trying to function in our our faith. And so a question that I asked you uh, in the the very beginning of the show, in the very, very beginning is, do we do things more out of, uh, you know, a ritual or routine, or do we do things out of relationship? So let me explain that a little more clearly so that you can understand where i'm heading with that every morning every morning the best that i can i set the every morning every morning after noel and i have had coffee i prep the coffee for the next day i do it usually within an hour of having my, I have the last cup. Usually, I just prep the coffee for the next day. So there's sometimes you do it kind of automatically. I do it automatically because I love my wife, and you know. But I just, and then sometimes it's very routine-ish, where you're just doing it because you're kind of used to doing it. If you ever find yourself in a routine and you're just doing it because you normally do it, remind yourself. Listen to me. Remember. Remind yourself why you do what you do. Remind yourself why you spend time in prayer. Remind yourself why you spend time in the Word. Remind yourself why you spend time in fellowship, why you listen to a goofy radio show, why you do the things that you do towards the kingdom of God. Remind yourself because that reminder has a lot of power and it, re, it re-centers you. It centers you again. And so we can go do things, and I do quite a few things, and they're kind of in a routine, and that's good. But I, And when it gets dull or when it's like I'm just doing this because I'm doing this, I have to remind myself and say to myself, David, you're doing this for this. And you think, oh, that's kind of goofy self-talk. Too bad. The The reality check is I need to remember why I'm spending time in the Word of God, why I'm spending time in prayer, how it's a benefit for me, and how without it, I hurt and I lack and I can't give as much as I want to be able to give of my spiritual self. So, I am telling you, I am encouraging you. It is, I give you permission for some of you. Remind yourself why you do what you do, and you're doing it towards the kingdom so that you can stand fast against the world, against the system, against yourself in the flesh and against Satan. Stand firm and remind yourself why you do kingdom things. Okay, all right. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22 and a half hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Views and opinions
0: expressed in the preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting or its sponsors.